50 more strength points. It's pretty cool. Ow. Sorry, attack, not strength. What is this, an RPG? It, kind of. I mean, yeah, it is. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Over the river and through the woods, back to your home for GoFest you go. This month's research breakthrough is kind of the pits, like ant pits. An upcoming raid event might put us all in a pinch. June bugs won't be the only bugs you'll have to worry about this month. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the GoCast podcast. It's June 2nd, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and joined by my co-host, as always, Kyle. Hiya. Hey Kyle, how's it going, man? I'm I'm hot right now. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty warm. It's pretty warm where we are. It's like yeah. what? 90 some 95 something 95. like that. Too warm. Wowza. Uh, no thanks. I'll stay inside where the sun can't get me. <laughs> Cuz I know it's trying for sure. Anyway, before we get started here today with our show proper, shout out to two brand new patrons, Dylan and Jay Grayson. Thank you two very much for your patronage, and we hope that you guys enjoy all the benefits that patronage brings to you. Okay, Mr. Kyle, you know what? We've got we got some goals to go through really quick. Just really, really quick. I won't belabor it. Maybe I will. It's kind of like my joy in life. Okay. All right. This is going to be telling because you've been tripped up by one consistent thing the past two weeks. And I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that goal number one will then dismiss that that folly for at least a week. Right. So your first yeah. goal was catch a Russia Ram. I did it. Woo! It ladies happened. and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Kyle is still po- uh, capable of doing five star raids. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my first five-star raid in, like, I don't know, since February. Oh, wow, man. Oh, well, congratulations. I mean, you caught it, right? You didn't just finish the raid, but you caught it. I did. I caught both. I caught two of them. Oh, wow. I was like, both? You didn't tell me you'd do a second one. My goodness. I don't want to do too much too fast, man. You got to ease yourself back into the the routine, you know? (laughs) Uh, Your second goal was 200,000 Stardust. Uh, I didn't. I didn't do that one. Oh, bummer. Okay. Well, I got like 120,000. That's pretty good. It's, it's pretty something. good. Yeah, for sure. What about rank five and GBL? <sighs> no. Okay. Look, okay. So I was like, all right. I had things going on on Saturday, so I didn't really play. And I don't play on my breaks because matchmaking takes like 10 years to find a match. So I can't <laughs> do it while I'm at work. True. So I sat down today to like bust out a bunch of games because I was ranked like three or something. And I realized... It's Ultra League. It's Ultra League now. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I have the wherewithal to do it. Uh, oh, no, that's that's sad. I'm I sorry. got to four and a half before I'm just like, I can't. It's oh my not goodness. fun. It's not oh, fun for me. My goodness. That's too funny. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Ultra League has got you down, but maybe next week, maybe the week, maybe in three weeks, maybe in like four weeks, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, OK, one out of three. All right. So here's here's the deal then. Right. The mojo is you either catch the legendary you want to catch or you don't catch the legendary you want to catch, but you, you do finish do everything, everything else. else. Yeah. Right. OK, well, I guess you could use that to your advantage now that you know how the universe is going to play you. Right. So <laughs> fair enough. Anyway, for myself, I also wanted to catch a Resha Ram. I did 13 of them. I wanted to do 200,000 Stardust, and I did that handily. And Max Shuckle, I did do that. I had to come back a second time because I didn't have enough Stardust at the end of the show last episode <laughs> to do it. And so I had to come back and dump another, like, 50K into it, which oh was my painful, uh, painful. Uh, how much Stardust you got right now? How much Stardust do I have right now? Oh, yeah. Lord, you put me on the spot, man. I don't know if I want to do this public shaming right this second, except I live for it. So uh, just under 50,000. Oof. I know Just that pain. 50. I'm not there right now, and I'm glad. <laughs> I've got enough for a forty thousand trade if I need to do it. Right, so yeah. that's all. That's all I really care about. But yeah, that's it. Perfect score for me. Yahoo! That doesn't happen very often. Kyle's been the breadwinner goal wise for the past few weeks, so this was uh, this was good for me. Good for me. Some morale, you know. 
<laughs> anyway, with that being said, why don't we hop into this Mondo amount of news that we've got to cover this week? The biggest piece of news this week is also the shortest and simplest piece of news this week. And we'll just go to it first instead of just referencing eight times throughout the entire news section, making you guess what it could be for 35 minutes. <laughs> it is, of course, we're talking about the Pokemon Go Fest 2020 announcement. It's three-ish paragraphs, so we're just going to read it really quick instead of just sussing this whole thing out and, <laughs> and boiling it down. It speaks for itself. Trainers, in 2019, our Pokemon Go Fest lineup was bigger and better than ever before. That summer, we held more than one Pokemon Go Fest in the same year for the first time ever. Chicago, Dortmund, and Yokohama hosted individual Pokemon Go Fest events that, in total, brought together over 600,000 trainers Jeez. for a special summer of live events. Kyle, you and I were both there. We can confirm last summer was bomb. It was yeah. amazing. Yes. This year, we're bringing you a totally reimagined Pokemon Go Fest experience. Save the dates on July 25th and 26th. Pokemon Go Fest 2020 will take place as an entirely global event in a virtual format, which will allow trainers worldwide to participate from wherever they play. In another first, all ticket holders will be able to attend both days of this two-day event. Oh, huh. Okay. I'm into that. While we'll miss the traditional congregation of Pokemon Go fans, we're thrilled to bring a special Pokemon Go fest experience to trainers not only are you in for an exciting weekend of bonuses pokemon encounters and special research there will also be exciting ways to connect with other trainers and experience other fun surprises throughout the entire summer okay i like that commitment to more than just this right it's not oh, this is all we're going to have but it also promises that they're focusing on the summer in its entirety and not just this two-day event, right? Mm -hmm. As a substitute, that's pretty cool. Be sure to check the Niantic blog and the Pokemon Go Fest website for more updates in the coming weeks. We can't wait to share them all with you. Until we can all meet again in the same park and under the same sky, let's go. I love these. These seem to get much more well-written as time goes on. <laughs> I, I was a, I'm a fan of this announcement. I think it's it's well put. I think it kind of captures the emotional gravity of not having these events really well, while also still just kind of like making sure like, hey, everything's going to be fine. We have alternatives and it's going to be exciting. As a player, I, I really like communications like this. But Kyle, I want to get your thoughts on this. So, I mean, it's not a surprise, right? They already told us they were going to do this. John Hankey wrote a letter like months ago saying that it was going to be a virtual GoFest. We just didn't know when. So now that we have some of this information and especially the tone of this announcement, uh, what do you think and what do you feel about this? First, it's exciting because it's GoFest and yeah, the idea yeah. that it's it's going to be a ticketed event is going to be interesting because is it going to be a limited event? Because that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense anymore. True. And so that just opens up so many possibilities for the future if this does go well for Niantic and that that's really exciting in and of itself, completely separate from GoFest. I mean, we've talked about it before, but I think the, the logical most agreed upon thing is going to be like you said if this goes well they'll in the future still hold the, the in-person events and stuff like that but then also have this virtual localization version that way they can sell you know a hundred times more tickets and people still have access to the event why wouldn't they right mm -hmm. yeah they've had this weird summer of, of having to perfect isolated events and making them scale appropriately this is kind of a weird sort of blessing in disguise and that like this is the silver lining for the development team right yeah, and it's kind of interesting because we talked about this back in, what was it, November that we had the Reggie ticketed event? Yeah, something like and that. We were talking yeah. about like, ooh, this doesn't seem like that great an idea in some aspects. And now here we are this whole summer that we have looking forward to. They're going to have this opportunity to make that kind of that ticket experience worth it because it might be something they really want to have available in the future. Right, exactly. And so I think that kind of begs the question, the more interesting question here is now, do you have faith that it's going to be pulled off well uh, and to a level that, you know, GoFest proper, like the name GoFest deserves? I think the makeup days for the Safari Zones give hope that what they are going to do for GoFest will do it justice as much as they can at least yeah definitely i think so too but anyway there's not much else to go off of here the only other you know additional piece of information here is you know encounters bonuses special research but that's that's vague it's kind of a given that gofest would use every single feature 
<laughs> to some degree yeah. right in the game. So I mean, as more of this comes out, I mean, of course, we're going to talk about it. Kyle and I are looking forward to it. And yeah, we'll just revisit this down the road. But that's exciting. So mark your calendars, July 25th and 26th. Try to get both of those days off if you work during the weekend or something like that. <laughs> It'll be so much fun. I promise you, if you've never been to a GoFest and if this is going to be as good as Kyle and I think it will be, you will not be disappointed at all. But again, we'll, re- we'll return to this in a new episode in the future when we have more information. Moving right along. Small little thing here with a big impact. At-home bonuses have been extended. You probably already noticed this since we're already two to four days into this month, depending on when you get to listen to this. Niantic has extended the stay-at-home bonuses currently active in Pokemon Go. And just for some reference, you can look at your today view in game to see these bonuses listed. But if you're like me and you constantly forget what these bonuses have been, because now it's kind of like a weird new norm. These are the bonuses we currently all have due to the stay at home effort. Two times incense duration, increased incense effectiveness, open one and a half times as many gifts, hold twice as many gifts in your item bag. No walking requirement for the go battle league. That's a big one, man. When they pull that one out, it's going to be a totally different experience for GBL. Half hatch distance and boosted damage for trainers battling remotely in raids. I forgot that the boosted damage for trainers, <laughs> the remote raiders, I forgot that that was batched in with this. Man, all I can say is that the no walking requirement for Go Battle League, oof. If they go back to how it was before, it doesn't matter what the distance requirement, it's gonna be bad <laughs> i think so i think the i think the other one is to cut it in half and let people stack it yeah up see, to five times that's the big thing for me is i don't care about the distance because i'll get you know 10 kilometers when i'm at work or something like that right but then because it only stacked to two you bleed two kilometers just you know outright or four kilometers however right. it returns to if it stacked to the maximum amount you could do per day That'd be a great compromise in my opinion. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It would really benefit people that are like, I'm going to go exercise in the morning before work. And then night before they go to bed, they always do their 25 matches for like an hour. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, man, that, that would be perfect for that person. Instead of like, oh, do 10, go walk, do 10 more. You know what I mean? Anyway, we've talked about that a million times. I don't want to belabor it, but you know, just, hey, heads up guys, that those are the bonuses and we have them for an entire other month. And depending on how things are looking in a month from now, it's very likely that we might have them yet again. Moving right along to the largest, not the biggest and most important, but the largest bunch of news items here. June 2020 in Pokemon Go. It's all the events that were announced the other day um, and some other things that have to do with the event. We'll get through the stuff (laughs) first. The first thing is, of course, oh, man, June's research breakthrough. Hmm. Oh, no. Uh, don't make me say it. I'll, I'll say it. I don't want to make you have to say it. All right. Trap Inch with bonus Trap Inch candies. Oh, God. From Monday, June 1st <laughs> to July 1st, which is a Wednesday, if you care. Trap Inch, the Ant Pit Pokemon, will be available as a research breakthrough encounter. So you get a Trap Inch, but you get some Trap Inch candies. Yeah. A little bit of bonus. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because Trap Inch candies are difficult to come by. Okay, now in its defense, this was a 10k hatch Pokemon, and it is slightly better than Phoebus. But this has gotten people in such a tizzy, me included, Kyle included. We were (laughs) feeling things about this the other day. Like as soon as the announcement went live, Kyle was like, did you see this? (laughs) Yeah, I needed to know Chris's reaction because I knew Chris's reaction, but. Oh, man. I mean, I'm going to let you go first, Kyle. Go ahead. How do you feel about Trap Inch as a research breakthrough, especially right now? And the bonus is just extra candies. It's bad. It's frustrating. I think that's the biggest thing for me is it's frustrating. I was talking with Chris about this when we found out that this was a thing. And it was like, what happened to research breakthroughs identity? Did it Mm -hmm. ever have one? We thought it did, but then it promptly just kind of fell apart. Like, I don't know, what was it, about seven months ago? Really hard? Yeah, I think, what was it? We we said it was the Eevee with the flower crowns, right? Was that the first major departure? But even that was understandable because that's kind of a rare thing, right? Yeah. And so it's just like, what's the point? I've had so many months now where I don't care about getting my seven days in a row that it's like, I don't. No, I don't have any other words. It's just like... There's no motivation for this. There's none. 
not at all. Not at all. But okay, so so we both we both agree, and largely the community that's established that was around for Trap and Community Day, oops, I'm getting ahead of myself, agree <laughs> that this is a as a bad choice, right? Regardless of the conversation around the identity around research breakthroughs or not, because we thought it fit a niche and now that niche has been twisted in some way and we don't understand why right why is this bad we had it for community day that's a gimme but other than that it seems like we were talking about it kyle and yeah it it definitely is the identity but i think it's less it's less of that it's like what's the purpose who is this serving right Mm -hmm. if you have a ground-based biome if you're in a desert biome you see trap inch rather frequently and i i just don't (laughs) i just don't get it i've tried to figure it out i don't understand (laughs) That's the biggest one is that all of the rest of these research breakthroughs we've had, they've either been at least somewhat rare, even if not exciting. Yeah. So, you know, Pharaoh Seed was a 10K hatch only, pretty much. Very, very uncommon in the wild. Not very exciting, but okay. Can almost give you that one. Right. Evie had a flower crown. Did that justify two months? No, but it was still something that didn't really exist in the game except for that small time frame that it did it felt special it didn't feel a little bit uncommon yeah and now which is what this is (laughs) just a little uncommon (laughs) just a little (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know i i love trap inch as a pokemon i love the line flygon's one of my you know like top 10 pokemon but even i'm still i don't know i'm just not thrilled about it but I'm sure there are plenty of players that will benefit from this, especially if you missed Trap Inch Community Day. Having a good IV Flygon, especially for PvP and stuff, is pretty okay. Not a bad way to go. So this this does serve that player. But as always, we'd like to hear what you guys think. So if you guys have an opinion about Trap Inch Community Day, please send it on in to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But we're going to move right along because Kyle and I could yell about Trap Inch for hours. Uh, but before we do move on, I just want to mention, because we, we mentioned eggs for a second for Trap Inch. Trap Inch is no longer currently in 10K eggs. We looked it up, but he was for a really, really, really long time. So I guess that is a point towards Trap Inch being in Research Breakthrough. He's no longer in the 10K egg pool. So there you go. There's a there's a redeeming factor for sure. But moving right along, because there's tons of other stuff to talk about for this month. The second event coming up is this Solstice event. The Solstice-themed event will run from Friday, June 19th at 8 a.m. to Wednesday, June 24th at 10 p.m. local time. If you don't remember the Solstice event, neither do I. The last one was in 2017. Oh, my God. It had the following bonuses. Increased spawns of fire and ice-type Pokemon. Triple experience from capturing and hatching eggs. And then the cost of lucky eggs were reduced by 50%. So it was definitely like an XP-heavy event at the time. I don't think they'll keep it this way. They might do it something else. I don't know. Did Soul Rock and Lunatone swap during the Solstice event? Mm, I, I don't remember when they they changed. I don't think but. so. I don't think Generation Three was out at that time. That's fair. That's only a, a year and some change into the game's life. So that would kind of make sense for Soul Rock and Lunatone to be switching at the Solstice. But oh, I hope so. I mean, I would like that. No, I wouldn't. You don't see oh. Lunatones ever. <laughs> so I'll keep the Soul like Rock 15? occasional spawn. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I was about to say, I have a bunch of Lunatone, but I only ever see them at events when they're like boosted. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, I got to hold on to 25 of these because value or something like One that. One Lunatone but... spawned three miles away at eight, eight o'clock in the morning in a McDonald's parking lot. And that's it. Good luck. It's <laughs> Thanks for the call out. That was an hour ago. Oh, man. <laughs> so it's so true. I guess I'll just get some hash rounds while I'm here. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited about this next one. The bug out event will run from Friday, June 26th at 8 a.m. to Wednesday, July 1st at 10 p.m. local time. The last bug out event was in early April of 2019. So pretty recently and featured the following bonuses. Bug type Pokemon spawn in higher numbers. Incense lasted twice as long, and special bug type themed field research. Pretty straightforward. That event was when Ninkata was released as well, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it absolutely so, was. Fingers crossed, please, not as rare. I think I'll we do got all of them. Shiny Scyther with that one too. That sounds possible, yeah. I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. Except quote me on that, I suppose, because it's recorded, so you can. You could you can even quote me saying 
that's when Scyther's Shiny was released. Don't quote me on that. You can quote that whole thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited about this event. It's pretty straightforward. You know what to expect. It'll be bug themed. Maybe we'll get a, you know, a release of a new bug. Maybe we'll get Manival Corona. Um, oh, come on. That's such a good, it's such a good time. Release Volcarona would be great. Thinking. Oh, man. It's going to be released 10K eggs exclusive. Let's be honest. Get out of here. Don't even sit there. Don't put the energy out into the ether, man. <laughs> you know that's how no. this works. No, I'm so excited. I'm getting a second Genesect, by the way. I, I've been having daydreams about it. It's going to be so great. Okay, anyway. Moving right along to the spotlight hours for this month. Today, Tuesday, June 2nd, there will be no Pokemon spotlight hour. Oh, good, because we would have missed it already. So I guess there was nothing to miss. <laughs> Next Tuesday, June 9th, Patchrat will be in the spotlight and you'll earn twice the XP for evolving. Tuesday, June 16th, Numel will be in the spotlight and you'll earn twice the Stardust for catching Pokemon. I like Numel. That's a, that's a fun one. He doesn't move around. He's very easy to catch. <laughs> Tuesday, June 23, Clefairy will be in the spotlight and you'll earn twice the XP for catching. If you're lucky, you might encounter Shiny Clefairy. Shiny Clefairy will be available in the wild. For those at home wondering, Shiny Clefa has been in the game for a while now. But Clefairy has not been able to be shiny in the wild. Kind of like the whole Meryl situation with Azuril and Meryl. Now Meryl can be shiny in the wild as well. Uh, shiny Clefairy. Same treatment, it looks like. Tuesday, June 30th, Krikatot will be in the spotlight. And you'll earn twice the candy for catching him. Which is good because, you know, I, I've been really hurting for Krikatot candy. So yeah, how are you going to get that Krikatoon you've wanted so badly? Right. I, I You know, I might have caught him the day he came out. Just saying. Um <laughs> That's an easy evolution, man. Plus, he's got a mustache. Where do you think I put my time? <laughs> and then lastly, Throwback Challenge 2020 Special Research. It starts tomorrow from Wednesday, June 3rd at 1 p.m. to Monday, June 8th at 1 p.m. local time. So starting tomorrow, June 3rd, through the end of, well, through to 1 p.m. on Monday. So that's a big window. It's very exciting. There's lots of exciting things that are happening. So if you qualified or you're going to buy a ticket, it's going to be pretty sick, but more on why it's going to be pretty sick in just a moment. Don't want to get ahead of myself. One small additional piece of news. There was another data mine report, and this is pulled off of Pokemon Go Hub's reporting on it on an article. I stripped out a little bit of it because a lot of it was just some small little code changes. But there's four big things. Well, four air quotes, big things to mention from this data mine. But a quick reminder that data mines are not really like a thing. <laughs> I mean, they happen, but this information it could change at any moment in time, right? So don't expect these things to actually happen, even though we're talking about them. Niantic could change them at any point in time because this information was out there, not official. So, yep, there you go. Anyway, in the code, we might be having a pincer raid day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Very excited. I should be able to get more than like three shiny pincers, what I've got right now or something like that. Very excited. Three shiny pincers. Yeah. Step yep. up your game. How many do you have? Eight. Watch me on raid day, Kyle. I'm going to, you can eat my dust, my polka dust. <laughs> hey, right. hey, pincer stole Gengar's spotlight that one raid day. Oh, so. that's right. I forgot about that. That's when it was out, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, it was. What a day that was. Hmm. It was. Um, well, there's still code for another raid type event, it's a raid weekend. With Latias and Latios, we haven't seen them in a while, so that's actually kind of a welcome thing. Happy they're not trotting out Lugia and Ho-Oh again. <laughs> <laughs> or Kyogre and Groudon. <laughs> I mean, this will be Latios and Latias's like, third fifth. or fourth, something fourth like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a small change to friend list sort giftable, so you should be able to yes. sort by people that are giftable soon. And a see all button for the store, which I'm assuming will just like make all the icons really small so that you can see everything at once or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's open for speculation. But those are the four things from the data mine. Of course, we'll have links to everything, including this article on Pokemon Go Hub that talks about the data mine. If you're curious about the rest of the stuff that was covered in there, you can go to our show notes and follow those links to our sources. But I promised you more information about all the exciting things that are happening in this Throwback Challenge 2020. And Kyle is here to deliver with a very special gear up. So this week in honor of the Throwback Challenge 2020 special research, we've got a Galarian showdown. A lot of info for the Galarian Pokemon are already in the game. But just as a note, they're not out yet. So any of this could be subject to change. First up, Galarian Lanoon. Woo! Eh, eh. Great design. 
first off. It has niche uses just like regular Lanoon, but dark type. So that's that's good. It's going to be able to know Snarl, which gives it high energy per turn for PvP. Body Slam, really spam heavy. And Dig for taking out Steel types that are pretty popular in Great League, such as Reggie Steel, Bastiodon, stuff yeah. like that. Can we just say, by the way, Snarl matched with Dig makes it Gengar's, all the ghastly lines, like worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. That said, they're made of tissue paper, so you hit them with any dark move, they're going to pass out. But True. Unfortunately, it also maxes out at 1662, so it needs to be like level 38 and a half or something to be greatly usable. Oh, man. So if you really want a Lanoon, go ahead. Well, this is, I'm in luck. I hate Stardust, so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that works out. Next up is Galarian Darmanitan, and by extension, Galarian Darmaka. It's the new king of non-shadow ice-type DPS. Ooh. His defense is it's terrible, so his use in PvP is not going to happen, pretty much. I can't imagine a scenario. But he's probably not going to be very common if... Regular Darumaka is anything to go by, so I wouldn't rely too heavily on Darmanitan to replace your Mammal Swines, especially because Zen Mode is a thing, and it's another form of Darmanitan with even higher attack, and that will be the best Ice type in the game. So, oh man, they have to do something to its stats because it would be wild, right? I mean, it depends because the thing with Zen Mode Darmanitan Galarian form, it gets an attack boost when it comes into the field. So its okay. regular base attack isn't absolutely broken, but in the game it is. Okay. <laughs> so it's still it's still better than regular Dar- Galarian Darmanitan, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to have to see how they do it, I think. You know, because, I mean, we, we had all these hopes and dreams for Regigigas, and here we are. So. Yeah. And that, I mean, but like, okay, for the reference, I just want to make sure that we're clear. Regigigas' stats will change as the game goes on. Yeah, but in the defense, though, Darmanitan has a good moveset just in general. So it's hard to be bad if you have decent stats, unlike uh, a certain Regigigas. Next up, Galarian Stunfisk. Regular Stunfisk hasn't even been out that long, and it's really good in Great League. Galarian Stunfisk is basically the same thing, except it adds four resistances without adding any weaknesses. Okay. So Galarian Stunfisk has... When you once you factor in immunities for Pokemon Go, nine resistances, which is crazy, and only four weaknesses, which is the same as regular Stunfisk. They're just different weaknesses. He's not quite a mud boy because he doesn't have a ground type fast move that can be spammed, but he does still know mud shot to generate a lot of energy, and he can rely on his earthquakes and rock slides to bring his damage. Oh no. Rock slide spam? Oh man. He's gonna be scary. I, I got a feeling. Got a feeling. Hopefully he's yeah. obtainable. Who knows how that's gonna work out in the end, but who knows? I got my eyes peeled for bear trap fish. Next up is Galarian Meowth. It, it's Meowth. I'm not gonna talk about it. It just is Meowth. Same stat. But he's Max. got steel typing, Kyle. He maxes out at like 762 CP or something like that. So why are you using him? Evolve him. Because when you evolve him, he becomes Perserker. And Perserker, brand new Pokemon on this list, not just another form. He has a really good potential skill set. Shadow Claw is a fast move, close combat, play rough, and foul play for charge moves. That's a lot of coverage. Also, he resists Dragon. And he has a ghost fast move. And he knows play rough. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like he's made to counter Giratina, if you ask me. A little bit, yeah. Downside slightly is he maxes out at 2386. So he's he's good for Ultra League, but you might need Best Buddy to reach some thresholds. But have to wait and see till the numbers are actually in the game. But it's exciting. He's He actually seems like a cool Pokemon. Oh, I mean, I love Perserker. I think Perserker is one of the best new Pokemon that was introduced in Sword and Shield, for sure. You don't like Perserker? I mean, not... Because I know, I, I know people much. are kind of split, right? You either hate him or you, you're okay with it. <laughs> I don't hate him. It's just the design. Like, the visual design is very uninspiring. 
I get it. They were trying to make a new Pokemon, but it really just looks like Meowth with a beard and claws, basically. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He looks like a little gnome with like a with a beard. He looks <laughs> looks tired. I don't know. I kind of like him. I'm a fan. I think Galarian Meowth is great because he's all beard. Yeah, but when when Dragapult exists in a generation, how can Perserker be the better Pokemon? So sorry. But Perserker also has like retractable claws, like Wolverine. <laughs> and Dragapult shoots its young as a weapon. So okay, you know what? You're right. How can I argue against that? Moving on from from that, though, we have Galarian Farfetch'd. It's the same thing. It's Meowth all over again. Don't use it. It's it's first stage Pokemon. Its stats are abysmal. But when it evolves, it becomes Surfetch'd. Unfortunately, that doesn't make it a lot better. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, yeah, but come on. It's a cool Pokemon. Yeah, Surfetch is great. But unfortunately, his whole thing in the actual main series game is he can crit really easily because of his held item. Mm -hmm. so his stats kind of reflect that he's also pure fighting type and there's already a lot of fighting type competition in the game it's hard to compete with machamp let alone lucario or conkelder so he's kind of just gonna be a mediocre fighting type sort of like hariyama is good adjacent yeah he's like like if you have them if they prove to be more common in the region that it's in if it's it's not going to stay regional because it's a galarian form but Mm -hmm. it could be a good filler but that's about it. That said, he does have an exclusive move called Meteor Assault. And it's a clone of other moves like Hyper Beam or Hydro Cannon. So it has the potential to be added into the game and be really good. Who knows? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Lastly, we have Obstagoon, another new Pokemon, the evolution of Lanoon, another awesomely designed Pokemon. Yeah, I think we can all agree that this one was one of the better ones. Although it's it's going to be a weird one in Pokemon Go, it's hard to complain when you get counter as a fast move, but when you don't get stabbed from it, it's it's a little bit easier to complain because Obstagoon doesn't have a dark type fast move to get stab. It does know Cross Chop and Night Slash, so it has some use in Ultra League, and it can learn Lick instead of Counter if you want Ooh. to bring damage for Giratina, although I'm not sure if it beats a Giratina until we have the actual numbers in the game to play with. I mean, Night Slash would do well, but still. It's going to depend on on how the, the stats match up, how the defense and everything balances each other. But it has potential. This is like the ultimate dark counter, though, because he would, he would you know, resist all same type attack moves on him. Mm-hmm. But he knows counter and cross trap. Oh, man. Yeah, he's got some decent use as a dark type. For sure. Which is good. Which one are you most excited for, Chris? For Out of all of these? these? Okay. Um. Well, here's the thing. Are we talking about personally or like practicality? No, personally. Forget practicality. You can always have something practical later. Um. I'm pretty. I'm pretty jazzed for Obstagoon. I really am. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, my heart wants to say Surfetch, but Obstagoon. I mean, hits that sweet spot between great design and practical use. Well, that's okay because I'll answer for your heart and say Surfetch just because it's. It's great Pokemon. Farfetch'd always deserved an evolution, in my opinion. So it was great to see it happen. Right. In this weird, bizarre, but also seemingly fitting sort of way. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you want to learn more about that? I do. Okay. Well, how about we hop into the Pokalore then? We'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. Because this week we're talking about Farfetch'd and Surfetch'd, the wild duck Pokemon. <coughs> Farfetch'd is an avian Pokemon that resembles a light brown duck with a white underbelly. It has a flat yellow beak, brown eyes, a V-shaped black marking on its forehead, similar to a unibrow, and a three-feather crest on top of its head. It's like an angry unibrow, though. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) Its wings are as big as its body and appear to be prehensile enough to substitute for hands. It has yellow legs with webbed feet and a stubby tail. Farfetch is always seen carrying a leek stalk or spring onion. It carries this sprig in its wings, but sometimes chooses to hold it in its beak or feet instead. I'm assuming like when it's flying. I mean, probably need both of your wings for that. Losing it. Oh, unable to live without its stick. Farfetch will defend the stalk with its life. (laughs) Losing it can leave Farfetch defenseless. Known uses for the stick include use as a weapon, nesting material, and emergency food source. It is selective about which sticks it will use and has been known to fight over good ones. Farfetch'd is found in temperate grasslands, 
Farfetch'd is the only known Pokemon capable of learning Cut in Pokemon Sword and Shield. How interesting. What? Yeah, wow. <laughs> they, there's some trivia for you. Yeah. Galarian Farfetch'd is a deeper shade of brown with a more prominent black mark on its head. The leak it carries over its wings are much larger in Galar than those elsewhere. It develops much stronger frames that allow it to have the strength to carry its leak, but the sheer mass of it makes it hard for Farfetch'd to fly. It is renowned for its courage in battle and can use their leaks like swords or javelins. Just a quick note about them having bigger frames and being stronger. If you look at the base stats for Galarian Farfetch'd versus regular Farfetch'd, it has like way more strength. Galarian Farfetch'd is like 50 more strength points. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Sorry, attack, not strength. What is this, an RPG? It, kind of. A, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what I meant. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Next up is Surfetched. Surfetched is an avian Pokemon that resembles a white duck standing no taller than its previous evolution and retaining its yellow beak, brown eyes, and eyebrow-like marking. Thank God we didn't lose the unibrow. Woo! <laughs> its legs and web feet are colored yellow, while the three feather crests on its head and stubby tail are white. Its wings serve as humanoid hands, with the feathers at the end resembling fingers. It carries a massive leak in two parts, wielding the long, sharpened stalk as a lance and using the hard leaves as a shield. It is said that this evolution was attained by a far-fetched who experienced and survived many battles. It is known to be calm and collected, preferring to fight fairly. It's Goku. Oh, it is Goku, yeah! Hey, you look strong, want to hang out? <laughs> Due to its noble nature, Surfetch is often chosen as a motif for paintings. Oh my god. <laughs> One famous painting in the Gala region shows a Surfetched dueling with an Escavalier. I want that. <laughs> I want a huge print of that, please. The leak it carries is its most prized possession, having maintained it for many years. Once the leak finally withers, Surfetched will retire from battle for good. It's a very interesting Pokemon. I like the knighthood stuff, it's pretty sweet. Max CP for Surfetch, $29.85. Pretty up there. Just a just a hair underneath 3000 An impressive attack of 248. Like, that's legendary level attack. Yeah. <laughs> 176 defense and 158 stamina. So kind of a, you know, a flimsy boy. Best move set's going to be counter and close combat. Meteor mash. Not meteor mash. What's it called again? Meteor something? Assault. Meteor Assault, that's right, forgive me. Meteor Assault is not currently in the code for Surfetched, at least not as far as most aggregate sites are concerned. So unless that comes to the surface with this event, maybe not, maybe we'll get a community there or something, that'll be probably added at a later date. But that's it, that's Surfetched. Any love for Farfetched, Galarian, Farfetched, or Surfetched, Mr. Kyle, besides what you've already espoused? I mean, I never liked regular Farfetch'd. It was never really a thing because it, it felt like an incomplete Pokemon, like forever. Yeah, definitely. But Surfetch'd is just great design. It definitely does justice, and it really fit with the whole Sword and Shield theme that I wish they leaned heavier on for the whole game. For sure. But um, my, my big question is, that's great for Farfetch'd, but when is Dunsparce going to get his time? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Come on. No, we can't let an episode go by without talking about Dunsparce. It's okay. Next, you heard it here. July research breakthrough. Dunsparce. Yeah, yeah. It'll be Dunsparce. Yep. And they're going to create a new evolution just just for it. Yep. That'd be great. <laughs> Can you imagine? They're just like, oh, you just you get a guaranteed shiny Dunsparce. People are like, it's still not, I still yeah. don't feel good about this. <laughs> anyway, why don't we hop into the Pokepole? Last week's question was, What's your big goal at the moment in Pokemon Go? Jackson wrote in and said, Pokeballs. I ran out on C.Community Day. Oh, man. That's a, a, re a recurring theme, Jackson. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope you managed to get some shiny C.Dot, though. Ted wrote in and said, My biggest goal right now is Stardust Farming, which always seems to be the biggest limiting factor when it comes to building the best raid or gym teams. So trying to remember to use star pieces when doing raids is so important. Oh, I know that struggle. It's, it's the eternal <laughs> yes. struggle right there. Yeah, man, Stardust is uh, everybody's life goal. Please, just just give me triple Stardust all the time. Okay, so what if it was Trapinch for Research Breakthrough, but you also got 20,000 Stardust as a bonus? I'd be fine. That's fine with me. Okay. I would do that. Okay. Would a star piece affect it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Then, <laughs> then totally. <laughs> yes, please, sign me up. Alex wrote in and said, hitting level 40 in under four months and then get stops submitted in my local area. 
that's the goal. I hope you're working on those friendships. Yeah. And I, I believe if anybody could do it, Alex could. He's been yeah. covering some insane ground, especially during this time. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Very impressive. Next one's from Kevin Red Bull. And they said, my main goal for right now is to power up my 98% rush ram by any means. With him being the number one fire type by far, I'm trying to really grind for him. Currently up to 33.38 CP. Wow. Did Rush Ram break 4,000? I don't remember. Our yeah, Rush Ram broke. Week. Yeah, Rush Ram definitely broke 4,000. Yep. All right. I hope you don't have to end up using Star. Oh. I hope you don't have to end up using Rare Candy. For the record, Rush Ram's max CP is 40.38. I just had to double check. Oh, okay, my cool. gosh. Big, yes. vast, um, white Pokemon boy. Big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Next up's Abby. They said, ranking up and go battle league. I want to get beyond rank eight. Good luck, especially in Ultra League. I'm sure other people do better than me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe for Abby, Ultra League is like yeah. the thing. Could be. Oh, Ultra League and Master League, but Ultra League. <laughs> Lastly, we have Scunny Paxo. Quite simply, to get to level 40. I wasn't really playing much until the lockdown. Now it's my drive to get there. Hey, that's great that the lockdown got you motivated to get that experience grind going, though. For sure. That push from 38 to 40 really stonewalls a lot of people. 38 to 40, 39 to 40 is the thing that'll break your spirit, man. Whatever. (laughs) You know, one to 40 is really where, really where you shine. You know what I mean? One to 40. Yeah. 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 No, one to 20 is like, it's like I'm halfway there, right? Nope. A 20th of the way or something weird like that. Oh (laughs) my gosh. I don't want to tell why. If you're listening, you don't know why just, You'll find out. <laughs> yeah. We all yeah, had to go through it. it. You'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> so this week's PokePoll is which Pokemon would be the absolute worst roommate and why? Chris, do you have an answer for this? Because I've got a great answer. Okay. I've got a great answer too. But th- when I was thinking about it, I was like, that's obvious. I feel like everybody's going to say something akin to this. If, it if it's any right. gaseous Pokemon, I feel like that's cheating almost. It's you know what I mean? It's not quite a gaseous Pokemon, but okay. But I was going to okay. say, like, you know, like Weezing, Galarian Weezing, most of m- most certainly. No, Galarian Weezing takes in poison and puts out clean air. He does. But OK, that's very true. I can live with him. But we have to find a place that has like 50 foot ceilings so he can have his <laughs> his body fit in the room. And you know how much money I'm going to waste on heat with 50 foot ceilings? Worst roommate ever. Look, look hold on. Hold on, though. <laughs> Why are you? finding a room with him instead of finding him for your apartment like find your apartment then get a roommate we still have to pay for the heat together okay fair enough yeah that's that's, a, that's an interesting answer he'll that's just have windows open take. all the time he's like i gotta get all these toxins in here so i can make them smell nice it's like stop opening all the windows galarian wheezing please yeah that's my answer uh, what about okay. you kyle my answer is muck and or grimer oh and I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. They're gross, but they're also literally slime. It's going to get everywhere. Even if they don't like fall apart, it's going to get everywhere. And also, if you read Grimer's Pokedex entry, if it breaks apart, the smaller part becomes another Grimer. Like, this sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Maybe you can get the Grimer fixed. <laughs> Put in a plastic bag. <laughs> yeah. Put it in a jar. Turn Just it, carry it around. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> Cover him in paper mache. Just like oh we're all gonna keep God. keep all that in there. All right, there you go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fun. That's fun. I I knew it was going to be some sort of poison or slime or gas or something sort of Pokemon. But okay, great. If you, dear listener, have an answer to this this fun question this week. You can answer the question when we post it on social media. Again, the question is which Pokemon will be the absolute worst roommate and why? We'll post it to Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. You can answer it there. Or if you're a patron, you can answer in Discord. We do have that. More about patronage at the end of the show. You can leave us a voicemail. You can call and leave a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or if you want to do it the old-fashioned and most popular way, you can always send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails. 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 Email time. <laughs> this first email is from James. Hi, Chris and Kyle. Last week you had someone write in about the idea they had for PvP. 
I've had one too that I've thought about a lot and talked to a lot of people about. I'd like to share it with you. One thing that's always bugged me about PvP is that some Pokemon will never be useful. Maybe they have a Sylph Cup where they're useful for just that one month, but then never again. And this is because they're attack-heavy or speed-heavy Pokemon. I understand that the speed stat that existed in the main series games is not in Pokemon Go, and I think that's really tragic. My favorite Pokemon of all time is Mnectric, who has very little usage in PvP because of his pathetic defense and stamina stats. Well, no argument here, man. So my idea is this. Integrate the speed set somehow in the game. When your opponent is using a charged move, you can have the option to dodge it by clicking all the bubbles like when you're using a charged move. Manectric and other fast Pokemon will have slower bubbles that are easier to click. Snorlax and other slow Pokemon will have bubbles going by that are super difficult to click, like how the current flying charge move works, or worse. Or perhaps the bubbles are equally simple to click, but you can only dodge a larger or smaller portion of the attack depending on the speed stat of your Pokemon. For example, Manectric could dodge up to 70% and Snorlax like 30 or something like that. That seems like a good way to balance that for sure. I know that they would have to figure out a way to integrate this with the current Protect Shield system, but I think it could replace it. Protect Shield's never been a thing in any other game, but how many times have you heard Ash shout, Pikachu, dodge it? That's fair enough. Too many. Yes, I mean, dodge and hit him with a Thunderbolt, Pikachu. Ah. This way, it wouldn't just be bulky Pokemon that are useful in PvP, because that's not even how it is in any of the games or the anime. This would make PvP more welcoming and interesting and not just be a thick boy slap fest. <laughs> but but I love the phrase, a thick boy slap fest, even if that is very true. It's very true. It is. It is so true, especially when you put like a Bastiodon out there. It has another Bastiodon and you're just like, well. Yeah. And they're just like, ugh. We're just, we're just here <laughs> back and forth yeah, yeah exactly just a bunch of womps just talking to each other <laughs> what do you think about my idea for giving my thunder pups some better usage peace out james okay so how do you feel about this speed integration with like this mini game the the damage mitigation what do you think kyle i like the idea just to get speed in the game in general whatever that ends up looking like i think this might be a a nightmare to balance unfortunately Mm -hmm. i've heard some people talk about potential ideas for how speed could be integrated and stuff like that in ways to make pvp more interesting and one that really stood out with me and i thought of is pvp currently works on like a one tick equals one turn situation but what if they multiplied everything by 10 so all the numbers just got bigger but your speed stat determined how fast how many turns a fast move took as opposed to every single fast move having the same fixed turn. Okay. So faster Pokemon would benefit from more energy generation, more hits in any given window. Yeah. But only for their fast move, not for charge moves, obviously. Okay. They would still keep the shield system. I like that idea. I like that idea quite a bit. I think the way that that's that you just posed and the way that James posed are equally great. But again, I think, yeah, the, I think the way that you just described it would require a lot less of a rework on the entire system, but mm-hmm. James's would bring about a lot of different change for sure. And it would be, it would be more invested. You'd, you'd be more invested in PVP in general, depending on how you implemented the bubble system. Right. 100%. Exactly. But um, I like both ideas. I had the bubble system. I like the mini games. The mini games make the, the PVP interesting to me. Except for the flying one. Yeah, even then, though, I'm just, like, doing big circles and just yelling at my phone, you know? Yep, sky attack, just, ah, just big circles across (laughs) my phone. swirl quickly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But thank you for the email, James. Quite appreciate it. Next one's from Jackson. He said, hello, good people, and welcome to another email from me. For Community Day, I was pretty lucky, but unlucky at the same time. On the fourth C-dot I clicked, I got a shiny. I caught some more and evolved it fully. Later, I caught a second and evolved into Nuzleaf. It's a great shiny. And then I thought, I want to get another shiny for the whole line. I had two Pokeballs left, and I found the final shiny. I threw a Pokeball, and it broke out. I started to swirl a curveball, and the game lagged, and it made me throw a Pokeball and miss the shiny. I had zero Pokeballs. I wanted to cry, but I didn't. All righty then. Bye. Oh. Oh, that that is the pain. That is the eternal pain right there. That is kind of a bummer, but at least now you have a reason to keep looking for CDOT. Yeah silver linings i guess so that kind of it kind of isn't even though you know like uh that's a bummer <laughs> of an experience but 
Happy you had some some to even play in the first place, though. That's better than that one other situation where you're like, I had zero to, from the get go. So good on you for playing ahead. Thanks for the email, Jackson. Appreciate it. This next one's from Pranay. Hey, go cast. I'm Pranay and I want to talk about my big goal or goals. My first priority is catching slash collecting all the legendaries that I missed or that are yet to come. Secondly, I am maxing out every starter that I have, including their shiny forms. It's hard and will have killed me till I complete it, but it's fun. Thanks for reading. Peace. Those are some pretty good. Those are some pretty good goals. Yes, this was a response to the poke poll, uh, but an email format, I suppose. Um, also, I can't imagine that that note about all the legendaries that you missed. I can't imagine if you started playing now the to do list that you'd have. Oh, my God. Just no. Stick a fork in me. I'd be done. Yeah, it's <laughs> so bad. But imagine if you were super motivated, you would have so much to do. Yeah, but like you'd have to get like 80% of it from sure. And that's just eh. But hey, every starter is useful if you have the community day move. So you're not losing your stardust like when I'm going to max out a Shedinja. So it's okay. (laughs) True, true. I mean, maxing out any Pokemon is going to be tough. But yeah, maxing out like a Charmander instead of its Charizard, like keeping a maxed out version of each one is a big ask. A big ask for sure. It's a worthy goal. Yes, but thank you for the email, Pranay, and good luck. Next email is from Grayson. Hey, GoCasters. I'm going to let you know what my May shiny count was. Ooh. May 3rd, shiny Growlithe. May 6th, Giratina. Oh. May 8th, Cyndaquil. May 9th, one shiny Snubble. May 17th, shiny Sneasel. May 24th, two shiny Dot. May 26th. Three shiny Bronzor. Holy Was cow. Was that the highlight hour? The spotlight hour, yeah, dude? But like, good for you. really good. My gosh. May 30th, shiny Skaroopy. Okay. I'm real And jealous. now I'm jealous. Yep. I'm real jealous. <laughs> I want yep. a shiny Skaroopy. <laughs> I want two of them. Give me. This is a total of 11 shinies in May. Keep up the good work, Grayson. That's a good count of shinies. Not gonna no, lie. Grayson, you keep up the good work. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's really, really good. I'm I'm very jealous of the Skaroopy most of all. But I also like how we're like three shiny bronzer. Oh, that was spotlight hour. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, Grayson. Thanks for the email. This next one's from Eric. Hey, guys. Love the show. Longtime listener. First time writer. Well, welcome to the, uh, the, the pantheon of people that have sent in emails. I would say that I am your typical casual player. Catching Pokemon, shiny checking, and casually raiding and battling in PvP. With all this going on in the world with my extra free time when I am not working, my goals are to better learn the PvP system and how to build a team. Also, organization in life. So I am renaming my Pokemon to know their IVs and movesets. 950 plus may take me some time. Yes, it just might. How do you guys feel about having limited login available via Pokemon Go's website or PC? to do small tedious tasks such as mess transfers, IV checks, trading with friends, etc. It definitely would be very minimal things, but in my case, I tend to do all these things after a long day of being at work, since I don't really tend to play Pokemon Go at night. Keep up with the great work. Looking forward to your next episode. Best. OMG, it's Eric. Okay, so the question is, do we think, do we think, how would we feel about the idea of Niantic having a way for you to log into your Pokemon Go account, uh, you know, through a web browser on your computer to do some account management stuff. I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be a great quality of life change that I would not expect to happen, but it wouldn't really affect me very much, especially because I have an Android. So my IV checker is really easy. I don't have to go through any hoops. True. But anybody who has an Apple would probably greatly appreciate any PC connectivity. I don't know. The built-in app appraisal made it pretty easy. Um, it was a big bummer before with just taking screenshots and putting those into <laughs> some sort of app. That really did stink, you know? But now that we've got the in-app IV check, it's not so bad. Not so bad at all. But I would echo your idea that the idea is great and it you wouldn't expect it to happen. I would go one step further and say that it will not. They will not do something like this because it takes away from people spending time in their app. Yep, this, this is true. So uh, if from an app development standpoint, you want people to spend as much time in your app as possible, of course, within, you know, certain parameters of <laughs> ethical stuff and all that, things like that. But yeah, if you're going to account management of your Pokemon, organizing them and cleaning stuff up and like that, they have tools in the app for you to use that 
they would want you to use it in that form. Even if this would serve the player better, less time engaging with their app means less investment from their players. So I would I would imagine that they would not do this, even even if it's a very, very attractive idea from a developmental standpoint. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I don't think it's it's really needed either. It would just be a nice addition type thing. Right, for sure. But it is a great idea. Thanks for the email, Eric. Lastly, we have an email from Ted. He said, hello, Chris and Kyle. Hello from the turbulent Twin Cities. Hello. Hello. I was amazed that you read my whole email a few weeks ago. It was pretty long, and I appreciate you taking the time to go through it. No problem. We love all the emails that people send in. It's always a joy to hear from all of our listeners. Mm -hmm. I want to share what I do when I experience lag and go battling, which happens often with my older device. I built a team that have fast moves that focus on damage more than energy production, but also have fast moves that charge very quickly. Examples, Vigoroth with, but also have charge moves that charge very quickly. Examples, Vigoroth with counter and body slam, Granbull with charm and crunch, Roselia with. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> you said a word I didn't like somewhere in there. <laughs> Rosalia with Razor Leaf Sludge Bomb. And yes, I have a Master League team. Master League is the only place where Giratine O really shines. And yes, it is probably the most repetitive of leagues, but it's not all that different in my opinion. Thanks for the great content as always, Ted, aka Arkham Patient. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now I think our, I think Master League is different, but I, I respect different opinions. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think, you know what I think the most about this email is that that's a clever way of dealing with lag issues. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, fine. Uh, fine. The game's not going to work with me. I just, I'll just make the game work for me anyway. I'll just do something else to get yeah. the best just results. Tapping. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, don't let people bully you out of using Razor Leaf if you want to use it, okay? Hey, Razor Leaf is great on the right Pokemon. Uh-huh. Is Ivysaur like- the right Pokemon? I mean, Ivysaur is a good one. Another good one is Victory Bell, especially Shadow Victory Bell with Razor Leaf just shreds. So, well, then what's a bad one? What's a bad example? Venusaur. Yeah, <laughs> I think Venusaur we can agree with that example. We can agree with that. Yeah, we definitely can. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's very clever. What a brilliant workaround, and I, I hope it's working out for you, Ted. Thanks so much for writing in. We we look forward to your emails. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email as well, you can send it on to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail to the number 262-586-7717. If you missed that number, you can, I guess, you could just rewind and listen to it again. It's a podcast. It's not live. So there you go. Or or you can always look at our show notes. It'll be there or on our website, which is gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at GoCast Podcast. Like us on Facebook, the GoCast Podcast. If you'd like to help support the show, you can do so at Patreon. That's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash GoCast Podcast, where as little as $1 a month gets you access to our patient exclusive Discord. There's also some other goodies on there if you want to go take a look. And as I mentioned last week, and I will mention this up until uh, episode 99, I suppose, but we are starting to accept submissions for uh, listener emails and or voicemails for episode 100 to help us celebrate. It'll be kind of fun to have a bunch of different voices having fun and talking about Pokemon and the podcast, all that stuff. So if you guys would like to send us an email or leave us a voicemail for episode 100, um, you know, talking about your experience with the podcast or your favorite memory with Pokemon Go or whatever you want to talk to us about, that'd be pretty cool. You can go ahead and send that on into the regular avenues, mail at gocastpodcast.com or leave it to the voicemail number and just label it in some way. Like this is episode 100, something like that. So we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks in advance. But before we get out of here, this episode ain't over yet. I've got one last thing to do, and it's setting goals. Oh, boy. Okay, Kyle, will you be the one to step up to the plate? Will you go first? Okay. So, first and foremost, one of my goals, gonna end up being a gimme, but it's goal anyways, is take part in Raid Hour tomorrow, the third. Already got it all set out. Gonna Good. do it with Chris. Good. S- it's never happened. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I can't wait to see you in the car next to me. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to finish the 
throwback challenge 2020. I hope that's Which not one? too ambitious. The both of them, hopefully, it's going to be the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I just wanted to be <laughs> cheeky about it. Oh, I need a third goal. I've got one for you. Okay. Finish the Woodstock Raid Hour special research. <laughs> that's fair. I really, I really hope I can do that because I, I think the fellas over there who are going to be doing the Raid Hour have something set up for me to complete when I get there. Yes. Shout out to Greg and Moo for making that possible. Absolutely. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for it. Great. So I've got Reshram Raid Hour, Throwback Challenge 2020, both of them at the same time because finesse, and <laughs> finish Woodstock Raid Hour Special Research because awesome. We're not going to let you leave without doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would also like to do Reshram Raid Hour. My, my goal is to catch 10 more Reshram. I really want the candy. I want to be able to max one out. Um, or at least get close enough that I'm able to do it with minimal investment from Rare Candy. So I'm looking forward to that. I also want to finish both of the throwback challenges, obviously, because as, as Kyle mentioned, I mean, you do one, you do them both. So easy peasy. I want 200,000 Stardust because I've got to keep up the pace for maxing Pokemon out. I'm taking a week off of maxing. I decided, like I kind of did two weeks ago and didn't mention <laughs> explicitly, but I'm going to take a week off from maxing and continue it next week. Um, but in the interim, I really want to get a Perserker and an Obstagoon, whatever oh, okay. I need to do. All right. So I'm going to take those as one goal. So I've only got four. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Looking forward to Raid Hour tomorrow, Kyle. Can't yeah. wait, dude. Yeah, it'll be fun. And uh, thank you guys for listening all the way to the end. That's it for episode 96. We'll see you next week for episode 97. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.